0: And welcome to Real Talk Sports with Rico, I'll be your host today. Um, today we'll be talking about uh, a little bit about the last dance here with the Chicago Bulls. And also to just some uh, latest updates here. I know that the uh, Clippers here have just actually bought the form. So um, you know, we'll be talking a little bit about that. So first of all, I just want to go ahead and thank the uh, sponsors here. who have been helping us out from week to week on the show. And also to the people who have been chiming in to help us drive topics uh, on the show as well. So uh, without further ado, let's go ahead and jump into our first topic, actually, <clears throat> which is going to be Los Angeles Clippers have um, reached an agreement here to buy the form from the MSG. Um, so I, I think, first of all, that this is a terrific um, deal for the Los Angeles Clippers. I think the Los Angeles Clippers have been a team that has always been in the shadow of the Los Angeles Lakers, especially since they um, have joined them and going over to the Staples Center. I think this is something that, uh, you know, the owner, Steve Palmer, wanted to do. I think that they just get into a situation where they get um, uh, probably a little a little tired of basically going ahead and, you know, changing the banners and things like that, you know, before games. Um, you know, because if you look at if you've ever been to Staples Center, you'll notice that, you know, it's pretty much Lakered out, um, you know, with the, the, the Wall of Fame the jerseys up there that have been hung, the championship banners and stuff like that. And, you know, not saying that the Clippers don't have people who uh, have rightfully been bannered, but they don't have as much uh, championship uh, banners as, say, the Lakers. So, you know, a lot of the times throughout the years uh, until until Doc Rivers kind of reached it in year two um, in coaching the Clippers, they finally went ahead and started to kind of change the culture from the top down to the bottom Um, and that was one of the key aspects that they wanted to do was just essentially make sure that when the los angeles clippers actually played it felt like a home game um, which is understandable and so i like this move Um, you know i think that when you're moving over to the forum um, i think it's a terrific location Um, It's terrific for concerts. I think it's going to be awesome once the new stadium gets built over there. I'm sure that that's also going to make more housing complexes. Um, From what I understand, that they possibly may do a 24-hour basketball court over there as well. Um, So I think there's so many different aspects of this that work out for the Los Angeles Clippers. Um, And then that kind of leaves me to just try to figure out basically what now for the, uh, for the Los Angeles Lakers Um, you know with the Los Angeles Lakers you know they're in a situation where uh, you know they're playing some good basketball Um, they obviously have an elite player they have somebody that um, you know certainly um, is an icon in basketball and you know they have uh, obviously a lot of the championship banners and the swagger um, that I kind of alluded to earlier here on the show and so you know LeBron here, I think he might be in his last year of his contract or he's maybe coming up on it or for sure. I know Anthony Davis is in a make it or break it year here. I know he's set to be a free agent and there's talk that he may want to explore going back home to Chicago, which will be interesting. Um, You know, if the Lakers are unfortunately not able to finish this season, um, you know, due to, um, you know, obviously the COVID-19, you know, it's going to be interesting to see, uh, you know, where that team goes, where that franchise goes and how it shapes the, uh, Staples Center, you know, because the Staples Center really, it, it traditionally, it had been just, you know, to me, just the Lakers stadium. And I, I know the Kings playing there. Um, you know, I know that, you know, you did have the Clippers as well, and they've also had, Uh, concerts as well you know BET has done their uh, shows in there and stuff like that Um, so it's a lot of good stuff that goes on in the Staples Center but you know I want to know you know with the Clippers playing as good as they are now um, you know does that does the value really um, of that stadium or does you know do prices change now when you have just one elite basketball team there versus two elite basketball teams there Um, so interesting you know interesting because to me it's, it's kind of like it's convenient especially if you want to be you know a Clippers or Lakers fan or it's convenient you know really if you're an NBA fan because you know to me it's almost like you have two stadiums to go to because if the Clippers aren't playing then the Lakers are playing and they may be playing somebody that you want to see you know and so if you're an NBA fan you can simply just you know get the ticket across the street or you know there at the stadium or whatever the case may be, and you can actually go um, and enjoy the contest that you want to. You know, when you take one of those basketball teams away, you know that makes makes it makes it to where basically now, you know, not saying that it's too far away, but you know now we're talking about fans having to make that travel, you know, towards Inglewood, you know, down the four or five and stuff like that. So a little bit out of the way of L.A. Um, and so you know it's gonna it's gonna be really interesting, and I'm curious to see too. You know, does Steve Ballmer makes the stadium actually tech savvy uh, because, you know, when the Lakers played there, it was just, a you know, a basic basketball arena, you know, for the most part. Um, and yeah, it has concerts and vineyards and stuff like that. But it would, to me, I think in the modern NBA time and the modern sports, you would probably need to rebuild this uh, stadium somewhat. Uh, and you need to essentially, you have to, you, you, you're going to have to, you know, kind of re the stadium, so to speak. Um, so, you know, concessions and all that stuff like that, I think, would definitely need to change, you know, for the Clippers to be successful. And also, too, they're going to have to continue to have a good product on the court. Um Kawhi, Paul George, uh, you know, Lou Williams. Uh, Montrose Harrell and all those guys like that have been playing terrific basketballs of late. And obviously, Doc River is still your coach there. So, um, you know, so that's, that's kind of my take right there um, as far as, you know, how I feel as far as the Clippers moving over to um, the forum. I think that it's good for for the NBA. And I think it's good for the uh, the Clippers, especially, to get out of the Lakers' shadow um as far as you know my next topic i was going to talk a little bit about the you know last dance segment here um and i know i talked about the first couple but i haven't talked about the the next couple the one thing that i will say is that um you know i think it was interesting when they started to talk a little bit about dennis rodman who i think is you know from to me arguably was one of my favorite players of all time you know just because of what he was able to 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 bring to the table um You know, I find that to me with with Dennis Rodman and his contributions to the game, um, you know, he made he made basketball interesting because to me, he showed me that you can you can affect the game without scoring. Um, And I think Dennis is a guy who's kind of paved the way for you know, people who can be effective on the court and and not score a lot of points, and you know, comparably to the the Draymonds and um, you know the PJ Tuckers, um, you know, or the Trevor Ariza's guys that they don't necessarily have to light you up, but they can also to um, affect the game. You know, a Rajah Bell, uh, if many people remember this guy, Bruce Bowens, back in the day. Um, you know, so. And, and it's interesting too because I remember Dennis Rodman when he came over to the Bulls, and it was it was kind of a dramatic deal because at the time uh, the coach for the Spurs, Greg Hill, um, had actually had an incident with Dennis Rodman where he had actually taken his shoes off in the middle of the game. Um, you know, I, I don't know if the coach was was coach, coach Hill was trying to put him in or it was a situation where he was. Uh, You know, he'd just come off the court and just pretty much unlaced his shoes and sat on the sideline. And that was it. Um, So, you know, it it was interesting to have a character like Dennis Rodman come on over uh, to the Bulls and help them be successful, especially when he had been such an adversary um, for so many years. You know, just just kind of a a linchpin in in the side of the Bulls. um, Because he's obviously playing on some great Detroit Piston teams, um, very physical kind of guy and uh, he was a bit more of a scorer back then for Detroit than he was um, obviously when he played for the Chicago Bulls but you know to me I I didn't know what the impact of Dennis Rodman would be working with you know Scottie Pippen and Michael Jordan but you know just sitting back and not looking back at the documentary um, you know it just it was brilliant basketball you know it was brilliant basketball and I've talked about it before you know when you have a guy that's getting you damn near 20 rebounds a game Um, You know, if you split that half and half, you know, you're looking at 10 rebounds offensively, 10 rebounds defensively. You know, that's 10 more tries that I give the best offensive player in the world a chance to score. Or that's 10 more times I take away a team's opportunity to score. Um, So those things like that, you know, those are things that, you know, are just intangibles in the box score that you may not look at that um, Dennis Rodman took care of. And, you know, it, it's interesting to me as well when they talk about his whole 48-hour um, uh, trip to Vegas. I had I'd heard some things about it, but it was the, the first time witnessing it um, on screen. I thought it was interesting to me because, um, you know, it, it just showed me that he's, he's, to me, he's kind of a guy that... Um, I guess he, he always wanted to kind of do it his way. But for him to 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 really be, I guess, the best professional he had to be, he had to actually step outside of, of you know, I guess the – how can I say it? He has to step outside of being what your normal player would be. Um, and who knows what normal is. But, you know, take a guy like Michael Jordan or a guy like Scottie Pippen. You know, maybe they're the kind of guys that uh, you know, the 100% focused, need to get you know, a ton of rest and stuff like that to play at a high level. Um, and with, with Dennis, man, he just he was a different kind of guy. And so for him to, to take more than 48 hours to come back to the team and then to still play well, um, and then you hear the practice story about them doing wind sprints, and he was arguably one of the best guys in shape there. Uh, it just lets you know, man, that, uh, that that's the type of competitor that Dennis was and the type of athlete that he was and the type of unique individual that he was um, that was necessary you know, for this team to kind of work. So um, that was kind of my thoughts there on those episodes. And then lastly, just taking a look at, at, at Michael Jordan and what he was talking about as a whole um, – you know, I I do believe that you know we look at Michael Jordan and we see you know all the terrific things that he's done on the court and um, obviously I think whenever you listen to an interview with Michael Jordan, to me I don't think there's ever been an interview where it hasn't been right. <laughs> so he's always had that uh, that mindset, man. That anything he's really said is is really stuck and it's really um, kind of hit home and you know obviously he's had a a certain feel you know for the basketball court um obviously it's it's something that you know anybody that's looked at tape or anybody that's been able to witness it has said to themselves like this guy is something else um you know it's we we rarely take a look and we say to ourselves you know all the pressure and the things that michael jordan had to go through to be himself um you know for him to to battle through, you know, trying to get through a tough Pistons team um, and then coming into his first finals and being able to knock off one of the top guys, you know, in the league at the time was Magic Johnson and the Lakers. And then, you know, to, to come back again with the, the, I think it was the Trailblazers or it might've been the Suns actually on their next one. But, um, you know, it's just... That's the stuff that when you look at those kind of documentaries and you see, you know, just the kind of mindset and the things that, you know, he had to overcome, distractions and things like that, it really makes you appreciate, you know, the best player in basketball, uh, which is to me, Michael Jordan. So, um, you know, I think it's a terrific documentary thus far. Uh, that's kind of just my thoughts on it. Um, you know, I'm curious to see, you know, kind of version seven and eight there with it. And, uh, you know, like I said before, man, it's just to me, as a basketball fan, just going down memory lane, um, I think it's been absolutely incredible, um, you know, just kind of coming back and kind of reliving those moments um, of a team that, again, was just pretty much, if you talk about just the greatest show as far as entertainment wise, it absolutely was uh was the Chicago Bulls to me. It it was the Chicago Bulls. And I know we witnessed some good teams here as of late, you know, whether it's Golden State, uh, the Miami Heat, um, the Cleveland Cavaliers when they've had people and stuff like that. I I get it. You know, teams that people have said that it's a hot ticket for, but nothing was kind of like the Chicago Bulls uh, at, at that time, you know, winning the 72 games and going to the championships and, you know Jordan ending it in epic fashion and the flu game and all that stuff like that. Um, so many, so many defining moments. But to me, those were it's one of the best teams that uh, was ever assembled. And the the documentary to me, it, it's 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 so foretelling and it's so it's so interesting because for as incredible as that team. Uh, was and for as much as they accomplished for them to be under such scrutiny and pressure and uh, for them to achieve what they achieved, um, you know, from the management coming down on players from, you know, we looked at Jordan taking shots at, at, at teammates and practice and vice versa. Um, and for them to kind of overcome all those things and to, 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 to rise up like that. Um, very, very interesting. Very, very interesting. Um, So, you know, pretty much that to me is like the show. I mean, there's only been a couple things that uh, were to talk about here. I know that we have had the uh, NFL draft. We did talk a little bit about that for the most part. Um, You know, I think that it's a situation where when we look at this thing, uh, you know, with what's going on in the sports world and stuff like that, um, you know, I'm really curious to see. Where exactly um, you know, we're gonna be able to actually pick up, you know, with basketball and, you know, football and such. Because, you know, at this point, um, you know, it, it has been very, very interesting uh to to, to actually <laughs> see the sports world operate um without actual live sports and things like that. So um, you know, I guess, you know, our next show here, we'll try to dig in the, in the box here and try to grab some more topics for you. Um, You know, but that's, that's kind of my, my, my show for today, really just talking about that. Um, And, you know, just really wanted to go ahead and, and jump on and just talk a little bit here today. So with that being said, you know, this is real talk sports with Rico. We'll be back for another show. All right. Take care.